So thank you for taking the time, Deputy Minister. I'm sure that uh, it's very busy times for you in the rail sector at the moment. Yes, it is. Uh, remember, on an annual basis, uh, we always go and do inspections and uh, check the level of how entities, it be how train, it be PRASA uh, and other, how they are performing with respect to safety and just also looking into what are the things that can proactively work with them so that we make sure that our trains in the Republic are safe. So yesterday you were at the Wilmerton Depot. Was it in all in good working order? How was the general atmosphere? We went uh, to go and do uh, inspections in Volmaten. Remember, Volmaten is a, a maintenance center for the trains. So what we did, we went into the trains that were, uh, were there, got two types of trains, the new trains, that blue ones, they call them the blue trains, trains for the people. That's how they, uh, they are labeled and, and called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were coming for maintenance, and uh, we, we realized that with these blue trains, there's two types of maintenance which are happening. There are those that are still under guarantee, and then there are those that need uh, maintenance as a scheduled program. Therefore, that is what we, we looked at, uh, the scheduled programs of maintenance and the unscheduled program of maintenance, but also focusing on, because these trains were uh, are manufactured by Gibela, what is it that uh, Gibela is saying with respect to the trains that are still under guarantee? Mm-hmm. And then we went to the yellow trains, which actually are the old, trains where we were also doing inspection and have been informed that uh, with uh, the yellow trains uh, the inspection is on an annual basis and I would say that there was one train which was due for maintenance by July last year an indication from Brasa was that for the fact that the trains were not operational for quite some time, that that very train has been uh, for maintenance, but they had a lot of trains which were before it, and it has not been operational since the expiry date of maintenance. So I would also say that we also went into their workshops uh, and also into their dispatch uh, stores to check how things are organized because in the previous uh, year or so, they, they, they were even running short of spare parts uh, from their workshops. So we also went there to go and do inspections uh, as to whether in the eventuality there is an emergency and this part or that part is needed the level of readiness, the level of how things are done in the workshop or uh, at their dispatch stores, do they have sufficient? And uh, I would say the the performance now in Vermonten by Prasa has really, really improved. And thanks to, the, the I would say, thanks to the board that was appointed by the Minister of Transport last year, they are taking uh, all the reports very, very serious because they looked at the report by a rail safety regulator. They also looked at the report 
brought by the Auditor General of South Africa, and uh, they're making sure that they're correcting most of the things which actually were, were indicated by either Auditor General or by RSR to say correct here, correct here. But I am happy because we went into this program as not punitive, but corrective and mm. wanting to guide one another. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm pleased to see that there are steps being taken to improve. When does the station modernization program actually start kicking in now that the train, the blue trains are here? The, the modernization has started. Remember, we, we, we've got a program of revitalizing the Mabopani corridor and also the Cape Town corridor. As that is happening, mm. uh, revamping, uh, uh, making sure that the electrical traction comes back to normal, mm. uh, we also are revamping the train stations along the, the way in Mabupani and so will we do the same thing in Cape Town. But there are other programs that the minister has gone into, like looking at the Lerala, Johannesburg, so where to where Prasa uh, resources permitting will also be starting to work on this project, these stations along those lines because the trains are working, but there several things which actually need to be corrected. Signaling in most of the areas we're still using manual signaling because of cable theft. In many areas, the stations have been vandalized, they need to be revitalized, and the modernization program was looking into making sure that indeed we modernize this station uh, so that they can be the stations where people love to really go and catch their trains uh, and 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 travel uh, with flair or travel very safely in this regard. So the modernization program is starting in these two areas. Uh, let me also indicate that with Mabopani Corridor, by November this year, it will be opera, fully operational. And uh, Cape Town, our anticipation is that early 2022, we should have finalized uh, the Cape Town station. But we would say that uh, the, the, the modernization program has been delayed by, uh, say, five, six years. But uh, we definitely will be able to, with the money that has been allocated, remember, Prasa has been allocated 22 million to can be able to start doing things. And what becomes very, very important, one of the people who was interviewed in one station was saying, I used to pay seven rand from Mabupani to Pretoria by train. Mm. Now I'm paying 28 rand a single trip to, to town, Pretoria, meaning that it's 56 rand daily by taxi. So these are the things which actually makes us to urgently would want to revitalize and revamp the, the train so that uh, it can be cost effective for our people. All right. And then just, you know, talking about just the modernization, but then also let's talk about the, the near future. So I think the last time we chatted, the minister had mentioned concessioning of lines. Has mm -hmm. any further progress been made on this? I would say that there is progress that has been made because uh, uh, already 
the the cabinet has endorsed concessioning and concessioning of the lines and now uh, we are working with those who are interested in concessioning uh, so that they can be able to start working on these lines i know that east london uh, is one of the areas which has been earmarked. There are still negotiations. Pinars River to Pretoria line, there, there are still negotiations and other lines as uh, we are talking. But I would say uh, to yourself that the East London one is a, it's a, it's a short thing that uh, indeed uh, concessionering will be happening there. Are we still thinking that it's going to kick off this year or only next year? I wouldn't vouch as to when will it kick off, but uh, like I'm saying, the East London one, there has been massive work that has been done, mm. and uh, the the other ones, it's still at its infancy. The only thing that kind of delayed our program was the fact that we had to follow government processes going into uh, committees and going into cabinet and uh, i'm happy because cabinet immediately when cabinet indoors we started hitting the ground and rolling now we definitely will be able to say uh, that's why i'm able to say east london pillars river to uh, pretoria uh, line these are the lines that uh, for sure we'll still be looking in the uh, at the other lines as to uh, who is interested where because mm. uh, probably those who will be doing the concessionary will obviously be looking as to profits and other related matters in this regard absolutely and then am i allowed to touch on high speed long distance with you, can we talk about progress on the high speed and connecting uh, Johannesburg to Durban and Cape Town? Let's pass that one because uh, it's still also uh, in the wraps when awaiting cabinet processing and uh, if we can skip that next time, next time, definitely the minister will be able to say this is how far we have progressed. Okay. And then uh, just one last thing. Uh, well, actually, I got two. What is, do you guys have a good relationship with Transnet? Because part of your concessioning and obviously the standards of the railway track and, and some of the other intricacies involved with third-party open access. How is that relationship working? Is, is there a sufficient pressure being applied? Let me say that the relationship is, 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 is very well with uh, Transnet. Uh, this week on, on Tuesday, mm. we had a meeting with the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises talking to the issues of rail and uh, talking to the issues of the ports port in Devon, your richest bay. I think we, we, we are doing very well because uh, what becomes very good is when people engage one another so that we can be able to understand the issues uh, from the other party. But with uh, the engagement of Minister of Public Transport and the Minister of, uh, the Minister of Transport and the Minister of Public Enterprises mm. and Transnet uh, within, things are going okay. Remember there were times when Prasa was paying Transnet um, fees yeah. uh, for using the railway lines and, and that has been dealt with. So even the other issues and the other issues, they're being dealt with because you you now know, know mm. that we, we're using diesel locomotives 
which uh, uh, most of them would be coming from borrowed or uh, being leased from from uh, Transnet. So if the relationship was not very good, we wouldn't be having that type of engagement. Yesterday in your speech, you were talking about um, how wonderful it was to see so many women in rail. And this happens to be Youth Month. So maybe you can give us a, a closing statement on how you feel. I applauded Prasa to say at least, uh, the, particularly with engineering and artisans, I see a lot of women and I see a lot of women who are young. But uh, for me, it is not enough when we are still below 50% of women in rail and in particular young women who are professionals and I, I would really our youth to say this is an opportunity for us to can be able to transform the rail industry to transform the rail professions it is upon our youth to can be able to go into the professions, it be engineering, it be artisan, uh, electrical, mechanical engineering, economics, rail economics are very also very, very important. So as a youth month, I'm calling upon the youth and in particular young women who should be able to engage, be able to study within the profession of the rail so that we can be able to live up to the ideal of uh, Mama Charlotte Matake, who was always upbeat about empowering women and making sure that women take their rightful place in the society. And I'm saying, I need to, while still given chance in the Department of Transport, empower the youth and in particular young women, but also not forgetting people living, persons living with disabilities, that it is your space also within the rail uh, industry that you can be able to find yourself uh, within that profession. So I'm calling upon and saying, let's live up to this noble idea and let's uh, follow Mandela's ways of saying education can be able to change the nation and education can be able to take us to a higher level so that we're able to compete with our lives internationally. We can be able to compete globally, uh, whether particularly in the rail space. Fantastic. Thank you very much for those words of encouragement. Deputy Minister, I I thank you for your time and um, I look forward to our next chat. Thank you very much.